Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Be Creatively Legal, the podcast with EJ Lee Law. As we always say, EJ Lee Law is a entertainment, copyright, trademark, all things IP firm here in uh, Metro Atlanta. And um, so we're going to talk about this uh, third episode. So on this episode, we did an interview with uh, Deborah Pino, who is a family law attorney in Florida and soon will be representing clients here in the great state of Georgia. Um, We talked about her practice as a family law attorney, and we also talked about her amazing children and some of their accomplishments this year, uh, despite everything that's going on with Corona. Our kids have done some amazing things, and so we've had to find creative ways to celebrate them um, because we can't do your typical graduations and things of that nature. Um, This was our Mother's Day episode, and so I just want to take the time to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and our aunts and anyone that has poured into a child and making sure that they understand that they matter and that they have some something to give the world. That is what we all want our kids to know. And we want our kids to have an opportunity to be their best selves and to uh, go out and um, make something of themselves. That is what we ultimately want for our children. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Please forgive me towards the very end of the episode. Like I said, this was mom's day. And so I had had quite a few mimosas. And so I asked the question twice. But other than that, it was a great um, interview. And I look forward to having Deborah on again once she starts uh, doing her practice here in Georgia. And we can talk um, a little bit more in depth about, uh, you know, family law and uh, helping Georgia families to uh, get through whatever they need to get through. If that's co-parenting, um, visitation, um, uh, planning for the unexpected and, um, making sure that at the end of the day that, um, people are able to understand their rights and, um, to go on and do what it is you need to do. So again, enjoy this episode and I will catch you guys on the next one. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Be Creatively Legal with E.J. Lee Law of E.J. Lee Law Practice, where the motto is to be creatively legal and a pink elephant in your industry. It is our Mother's Day edition. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, Even if you're not a mom, if you're an aunt, or if you're someone that has um, inspired, encouraged children, you've worked with them, you have show them that they matter. If you rallied against injustice, that makes you a mother. So we, we celebrate you today because we need to be celebrated every day. So um, I am thankful for my mother. I'm thankful for my aunts. I'm thankful for all of the mentors that have poured into me and let me know that I mattered. So today we have our special guest, uh, Deborah Pino today. Hopefully she'll tell me how to pronounce her uh, last name. Hopefully I'm saying it correctly, but I just want to be sure. Um, I met Deborah at a networking event um, here in Atlanta and uh, she practices family law in Florida and soon will be practicing family law here in Georgia. So we're going to talk a little bit about her um, practice as a family law attorney And we're also going to be talking about her uh, journey as a mother and raising amazing children. Some of them have uh, just graduated from college, I believe. Um, She's an amazing woman. And so I'm looking forward to chatting with her. Um, Before I bring her on, 
Um, I am going to mention that we're going to talk about the Supreme Court case, uh, booking.com, that went for arguments this week. Um, as you know, we're dealing with COVID, so they had to um, get a little creative in how they uh, conducted the arguments before the Supreme Court. So it was streamed live, I believe, on CNN and uh, all of the various outlets so that the attorneys could be able to present their arguments. Um, but just a little background, Booking.com was fighting um, the USPTO to gain uh, registration of their trademark, Booking.com. Um, as we've talked about here at uh, Be Creatively Legal, is that generic terms do not qualify generally for copyright protection. So that includes any terms that are uh, descriptive or too descriptive of what it is that you provide. Um, and that means that they cannot act as uh, source identifiers or they are words that your competitors should be allowed to use if it literally describes what it is that is being provided. Um, as you know, we are a global society and so um, we're on the internet. So because we're on the internet, it's different from your brick and mortar store uh, where booking for traveling services, hotel, flights, those are things of that nature. It literally just said booking on the uh, the storefront, your, your storefront sign, they would not be able to receive uh, trademark registration. But their argument is unique in that because they're allowed to say booking.com, somehow the .com makes it unique. Um, so those arguments went before the Supreme Court. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that after we bring Deborah on. Um, I just want to make sure that Deborah has the link. So give me a second to make sure she is able to see what's happening here because I don't see her. So I, I can invite her in. Wait, I see her there. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Deborah on. Hey there. Happy Mother's Day. Same to you, love. Same to you. I see your kids went all out. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I love it. it. I love it. So, what was breakfast? Breakfast was banana stuffed French toast. Okay. Okay. It was delicious. It was delicious. Egg bacon and all that good stuff. But yeah, they showed out. <laughs> I love it. Okay, kids, show out. Y'all right, can, right? can teach my son a few things because he's stuck all morning. <laughs> Right. Oh, man. So tell us a little bit about what you do as a family law attorney. Oh, wow. Um, well, primarily divorces. Okay. Um, there are paternity cases um, stuffed in there as well. Some adoptions, mostly everything that's domestic relations. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah. So do you work mostly with women with, or is it a mixed bag? I want to say it's mixed, but... I think if you ask the general population, they would probably say my reputation is more um, towards representing dads. Ah. It's not designed that way. I literally take who comes in, who's okay. responsible, who wants to do what's right for their children, right. whether it's mom or dad. So, mm -hmm. but I think the reputation I've developed is dad driven, but you know, oh, no. so typically the dads are coming to you with issues where mom is not wanting to see the kids, or is it situations where we're trying to uh, make sure paternity is uh, legitimized, if you will? Yeah, um, they're coming because they have an abundance of different issues. Um, mm -hmm. They come in because 
the child support is too high. They want to modify it. They come because mom is alienated. Um, moms come because dad's a no-show and dad's not involved. You know, they walk in the door with a mixture of issues. And what I try to do is I try to resolve it from the rooter to the titter, for gotcha. lack of a better phrase. Gotcha. I want them to get it all together. So whoever comes in the door, if we haven't done a DNA test, I want to get that done. If we haven't signed birth certificates, I want to get that done. I take a holistic approach to it mm -hmm. and I try to resolve it so that by the time they leave, whichever parent it is, it's all done. We have everything in writing. You have a court order and you can just ride off into the sunset. I love it. I tell dads all the time, stop complaining about the mom if you're not going to take her to court. You need okay. some paperwork to where she cannot hold that over your head. I don't practice family law. That is a calling that yeah. I don't have, okay? <laughs> I have just seen the most pettiest of arguments and I'm just not bless <sighs> our hearts what you do, you know? Okay. I mean, yes. And you know, you get some of them who pretend like they have an issue and they really don't have an issue. They come in complaining about her, but then when you reverse the roles and you ask specific questions and you try to pin them to a schedule, which uh -huh. you know they don't want to be pinned to the schedule, or you try to pin them to a dollar amount, then you know it's a different story. So what I try to do is I try to take all those blinders off. I try to mm -hmm. let them have that aha moment in my office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that they understand this is what you want. This is what we're going to get guaranteed. But you have to make sure this is what you want. Gotcha. It's a different story after you take off all the blinders and you, you know, open up some of these doors. They're like, oh, well, I, I have to have a schedule of when to pick mm -hmm. the kids up. I can't just pop mm -hmm. up when I want to and take yeah. them, you know, right. that kind of thing. So, so when you say blinders, are you are referring to like the, the emotional stuff or the things that were going on between the parents that have nothing to do with the children sometimes? That's all the time. Wow. <laughs> it's never about the kids. The kids never cause any of the bad behavior. So mm -hmm. it's always about the relationship between the parents. They always mm -hmm. come in there with something. And, and sometimes it's valid. And then sometimes mm -hmm. it's just... I try to play devil's advocate is what I mean by taking the blinders off. I try to, you know, they come in with an agenda, like, you know, this is what I want and this is what she's doing to prevent it. But really when you ask the right questions, sometimes they understand like, oh, maybe I was the problem and this is what I could do to do better. For example, uh, they, they complain about, I take care of my child. I don't need to be on child support. But then when you ask the questions like, so exactly what are you doing? And then mm -hmm. you hear it. It's like, whenever she asks for shirts or underwear, I get it. I'm like, but then she shouldn't be asking you for it. It should just be a regular thing that she can rely on that you can expect so that she shouldn't have to ask and wait to receive because that's an uncomfortable position for a parent as well. You feel like you're begging, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. sometimes they come in and they feel like, oh, you know, I'm on the right track and I'm doing what I need to. But it just takes a little bit of peeling some of the layers back that you can get some responsible parents to understand why they may be receiving the opposition from the other parent that they're receiving. Gotcha. So would you say most of your cases settle out of court or are you going to trial often? Um, 
most of my cases, I think, resolve themselves outside of court because I think they just never had that moment. They just never had the conversation. They sit around the barbershop and the hair salon and they talk to their friends. And so they think they're on the right track mm-hmm. until they get to the right track. And then mm-hmm. you explain it to them. And then it's like, oh, so then we can work this out. It's mm-hmm. always better. I always tell my clients, if you're in court, you're failed as a parent, you know, because you should have been having this conversation with the other parent and working all these things out. And you don't need this third party telling you how to raise your child, right? Gotcha. So gotcha. I try to resolve it. If I'm in trial, I'm in trial, but that's never my goal, never to, to end up in trial. Gotcha. So most of the, okay, so let's say we do go to trial, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's because one parent has decided they don't want to work together at all. What okay. is, if, if you're the party that has tried, are you able to get attorney's fees if, you know, assuming you've prevailed? Um, you can get attorney's fees if there's a disparity in income, not just because you had to come to court because for most of my male clients, for example, they're not married to their co-parent. And so in Florida, you have to establish paternity and you have to establish your rights in court, right? So you're not going to be awarded fees for doing something that you needed to do anyway. Right. Now, if you have a huge disparity in income, like one is a millionaire and one is not, then you may be able to ask the court for a contribution towards your fees. But right. it's not just an automatic thing that just because you're here in court, you're going to be awarded fees. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That is awesome information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's to talk about your children. What are they Maybe up to? Money. They keep me so busy and they oh, keep wow. me on top of my toes. Um, I have two daughters. I have a 22-year-old. Oh, wow. recently graduated. Good girl. Yes. (laughs) Girl, I'm trying to hang in there. Um, (laughs) She just graduated from college with her bachelor's. And then then I have a 19-year-old who is in her going into her junior year of college. And they're just amazing. They're totally different. They take different parts of me into their personality mm-hmm. and they have just made me a better mother, better woman. It's just an amazing experience to have your children still enjoy your company as adults. They are not yeah. running away. They yeah. respect you. They love you and they want to share their lives after they don't have to anymore with you. So that's really a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So how has COVID impacted, I guess, I'm assuming there was no graduation for her as it a was result virtual. of COVID. It was, it virtual. was virtual. They did it um, online. They st- live streamed it. There was a ton of technical difficulties, but um, we did get to hear her name and they did a like a, a collage. Oh, so we were able to catch a screenshot of that. And then they'll send us the complete package of the ceremony at a later date if you want to just keep it for a keepsake. So that's the best that she got. It, it made her graduation go virtual. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming COVID hasn't impacted you too much because, you know, there's memes going around where people are filing or probably planning to file for a divorce because they're stuck in the house with their <laughs> Listen, um, 
COVID has not affected my practice necessarily. We're still working. We're all remote and all of our hearings are going on via Zoom. All of our mediations are going on via Zoom. Consultations are going on via Zoom. So that hasn't stopped at all. But what has affected the practice is the clients aren't in a position to hire and or pay. Uh, like they were before. Mm-hmm. So while our doors are open and we're still working, our clients who aren't able to work, you know, are making different decisions about how to spend their money. Gotcha. When everything reopens, you know, you spend right. a lot of time with people in close mm-hmm. quarters, you get to know yourself right. a little bit better than you did before. Right, right. <laughs> so we'll you know, right. you just have to be patient, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're available. We're ready to go. We're still conducting hearings and doing things, but people are, you know, making different choices. Gotcha. Don't know what's going on with money and income. Gotcha. Do you take payment plans at all or? Absolutely. 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 You know, we always work things out. Um, everybody's circumstances are different. Yes. So once we consult with them, we come up with a game plan and then we, Talk about the best way to make it happen so that you're not in a position where you feel like you can't get what you need because of finances. Absolutely. Well, I just appreciate you taking the time to come on and chat with our guests. So please share your contact information. I will make sure that those that need your services will be able to get that information. And I know you're going to be licensed in Georgia shortly. So yeah, those results are coming out and I'm waiting on them. I'm ready. You already it's already done. I claim it. I claim it. I receive it. I receive it. So yeah, share your contact information. Absolutely. I'm on Facebook at the law offices of Deborah Pino and I'm on Instagram at Deborah Pino Esquire. Deborah Pino ESQ. Thank you. Are you also on IG as well? Uh, Instagram, Deborah Pino ESQ. Yes, ma'am. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming You're on. Welcome. We will be chatting again. Happy Mother's Day to you. And Thank enjoy you. the rest of your day. Thank you. I will, love. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye. So that was Deborah Pino. As you know, she is licensed in Florida and will soon be licensed in Georgia. If you need uh, someone to help you get through the family law process, if you want to make sure that you are able to be in your children's lives without opposition, please contact her and she will make sure that you are in a position to do what it is that you need to do. Um, We just love having her on and talking with you all. So just going back to the um, booking case, and I know someone was asking me about my opinion on the case. Um, it's interesting that this is going before the Supreme Court. I'm, I'm shocked that it's gone this far uh, because we talk about generic t- uh, terms all the time here is that if it's too descriptive of what it is what it is that you provide, then it's probably not even worth fighting for. However, I've had to deal with a case um, last year dealing with a trademark that was generic and for whatever reason, um, this particular plaintiff had deep pockets to fight it. So my um, my advice is again, if it's too generic of what it is you provide, I, I recommend not to do it. But there are some people who are willing to fight for it. Um, there are some terms that qualify for what is called secondary meaning, but that takes time to build up. And that requires consistent marketing that requires literally beating your clients over the head with trying to get them to understand that this particular term is associated with your brand, with your company. So, um, 
some generic terms cannot qualify for uh, trademark registrations. And that is what the USPTO was trying to uh, assert with this particular trademark. The only reason why they are even before the Supreme Court right now is because of the .com that's in the name that they're claiming is adding the uniqueness, even though they literally provide the services of you being able to book hotels, book flights, vacations. Um, it's booking.com. So dot com is in the name but it's interesting because it's not like it's booking.com.com dot com. the dot com is what makes them i guess unique i i don't know of them outside of this case i don't think i've, I've never used them to book a, a flight or anything but part of the evidence that they have provided to the supreme court and um to the uspto as well was a market survey uh to prove that apparently that they uh, have achieved secondary meaning within the minds of their uh consumers that use the site to book whatever it is that they need to book but i hope that all of the moms the aunts the ladies that have poured into our children are enjoying their mother's day uh i've had a few mimosas today so i, I am having a great time. So I'm going to get back to that with my son and uh, my family, but I will catch you guys on the next episode. Um, I have been enjoying doing these interviews. It's been so much fun. Um, this interview will be our third episode on the Be Creatively Legal podcast. As you guys know, I put out a poll to decide uh, what the name of the podcast should be. And um, you guys voted and you said Be Creatively Legal is what it should be. But we had some really great options to choose from. And um, I'm grateful that you guys took the time out to do that. Um, it's been so much fun doing this. So I look forward to our next interview. Um, and you guys will get a uh, announcement sometime this week of who that will be with. Um, if you know anyone who is interested in working with EJ Lee Law for intellectual property needs, whether that be copyright, trademark, uh, reviewing of contracts in the uh, entertainment industry, feel free to uh, send that information to me at contact at ejleelawpractice.legal. Again, that's contact at ejleelawpractice.legal. As you can see, EJ has a fresh twist out going and uh, I appreciate all of you for watching. Hopefully you have shared this uh, broadcast with your various networks and groups. And I look forward to chatting with you again. So I will see you guys on the next one. What a great episode that was with Deborah Pino. Um, I appreciate her patience with me um, getting through the interview and just for her taking out time to chat with me about her uh, practice as a family law attorney. I have really been enjoying doing these interviews and getting to know um, the members of Be Creatively Legal, the Facebook group, uh, and just understanding what it is that you guys are trying to accomplish in your businesses and how EJ Lee Law can uh, help you accomplish those goals. So as you know, we have another edition of Referee Whistle Official, the DIY trademark course um, that is scheduled to happen on Saturday, May 30th at 7 p.m. Um, through Zoom webinar. And so if you are interested in learning what it takes to confidently file your own trademark registrations with the USPTO, this is the class that you need to be in. Um, I will make sure there's another link posted in the group. And if you're on the email list, 
um, you will make you will also get that email as well about the uh, $50 off of the course. Um, it is re regular price $297. Um, and now it is now $247 for those that take advantage of the $50 off. So um, if you would like to take advantage of that offer, go ahead and send me an email at contact at ejleelawpractice.legal. Again, that's contact at ejleelawpractice.legal. And like I said, the class will take place on May 30th, which is a Saturday, and it'll be about an hour to an hour and a half, no longer than that. We get straight to it, no fluff. We go right into what you need to do from trademark searches to um, using the trademark ID manual and to actually going through the actual application process. So I promise you it is a really great class and anyone that has a ton of business ideas and may not be able to uh, work with an attorney one-on-one, -on -one, this is the class that you need to be in. So I highly recommend taking advantage of this class and we're going to be doing it um, at least once a month. I'm going to uh, offer the class so that those who are um, ready to get started can do so. Um, and there is bonus content uh, that you'll be able to use uh, in addition to the workbook that you get to keep. So I'm looking forward to having you guys in the class. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Be Creatively Legal, and I will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>